Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today we're going to be talking about conjuring creativity behind the scenes of a QWERTY retreat. We're not going to do a creative week because if you look at or listen to last week's episode, you will notice we're in the same place, in the same clothes, same lipstick, all of that kind of stuff. And that is because we're still here. (laughs) We are on our QWERTY retreat. So we talked about that in in last week's episode. So if you are interested in how to make a retreat like this happen for yourself Mm -hmm. um, on a budget, not just financial, but also we talked about time and some other things. Mm -hmm. Um, That was last week's episode where we talked about creative retreats on a budget. Mm -hmm. Today we were thinking about what has made this retreat successful, and it really was about how creativity and uh, and us as artists communicated, and, and we were there for each other, man. So. <laughs> and, you know, I think that this really, um, you got the idea for this last mm-hmm. night when we had some gorgeous mist rolled out across the pasture there. It was absolutely gorgeous. So of course we had to run out and do a little impromptu snapping of photos. Mm -hmm. Um, But while we were out there, you were talking to me about how, um, you know, it's been amazing that we've been able to break away from the busyness of Mm -hmm. our life. But also when we got here, focus in and really just let our creative side go. Yes. Um, And that's not always an easy thing to do. You know, you can't always or at least you may not feel like you can always do that on demand. Yes. You know, you think about that muse as being something that, that comes and goes when it wants to, but, you know, maybe there are some things that we can do to kind of prime the pump, so to speak, mm-hmm. and get that creativity to start flowing. Yes. And may I be so bold to say that um, that we should take out the maybe? I am going to go out on a limb here and say that there are definitely some ways that we can be in communication with our creativity, um, even when our muse doesn't want to um, participate right offhand. So um, just as in last week's episode, you might see some animals run around or crawl in our laps or something or like that. Or be distracted by <laughs> all the babies all around us. Yeah, there are some, we, we chose a particular place because there were animals. <laughs> I don't think we actually said this, but the the apartment where we are staying is above a barn. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a barn, and that's where we stay. Yes. And there are people working the farm. Yes. And so... And the horses right over there, mm -hmm. the state farm. There are some horses and barn cats and and, uh, herding herding dogs. They were herding the the cattle a while back. And we have this window, like this bay window, uh, that you can sit in and everything, and you can watch all of this stuff happening, and it's just really, really interesting and neat. So speaking of conjuring creativity, like being an inspirational place, right? Like if you're going to do a retreat or if you're going to um, even just at your home or whatever, it doesn't necessarily have to be an inspirational place, but find the inspiration in the place that you're at. 
And gosh, that's so hard sometimes, isn't it? Especially if it's our home or someplace that we've been uh, in it for a really long time, we're very familiar with it. And sometimes it can feel so mundane, but there are wonderful, inspirational things all around us if we just take some time and go outside and find it. So I think too, like for me, um, you know, in my little corner of our house where my desk is, um, one of the things that really helps me is if my desk gets to be a mess, it's I'm a mess. So taking a few minutes to actually just clean it all away, um, a lot of times that does it for me. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it is, whatever that thing is that kind of distracts or pulls you away from being able to hone in on your creative side, do your best to just, let's get rid of that. Get rid of that for now. Whether it's the laundry, put that laundry basket in the closet somewhere and don't think about it. You know, whatever whatever the thing might be that yeah. could distract you in that more everyday location. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that you said that because I can, I can add a little bit to that. In preparation for this retreat, I actually had quite a bit of laundry and dishes and things, those mundane things that needed to be done. Uh, but I added a, cre a creative aspect to it. So if you're doing something that doesn't take a lot of brain power, like laundry, dishes, folding things, uh, that sort of thing. <laughs> I just made a face for those of you who are listening and not watching. You missed my face. It wasn't a happy face. It was a disgusting face. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to see the face, you could go to YouTube to Courtney Writing Life and see the face. Um, see my feelings on the face. <laughs> So, uh, so I added a masterclass by Billy Collins. He's an amazing poet, and so he had a masterclass. And so as I was listening to his masterclass, as I was finishing these, these details, and so there were things that had to be done, things that I didn't want to do, but by adding that creative aspect and this learning aspect to those things that I was doing, it really did help me get into the mindset of working on the poetry book whenever we got here for the retreat. So sometimes it's not about actually producing something. Sometimes it's like preparing your head and your heart for things um, before you get to the actual production of art. And I did the same thing. So for me, um, part of my preparation did not go according to what I had hoped, but one part of it did, and I'm very glad that I did it. So the part that I had planned was I wanted to have a skeletal timeline and outline for what I was working on this weekend. I wanted to do that on Thursday. So we got here on Friday. Um, and life, I had to like, you know, May was talking about, I think this was in, in the last episode that we did talking about that time budgeting. You know, if I wanted next week to go well, I had to get all of our school prepped for next week. And I had to do a lot of things around the house and, you know, things like that. So that's what Thursday became. So I didn't get to do that. So I was not happy with that fact that I got here without that um, preparation already done. I had to do it when I got here instead of just diving into the writing. But the other thing that I did was on the drive up here, I started listening to the music that was kind of my writing soundtrack for my novel. And the what I was working on this weekend is the uh, a, a story that is a continuation of some of the characters in that novel. So listening to that music and reminding myself of where I was creatively when I was writing the story in the first place, that was important. You know, just getting in that right headspace and in the mindset of those characters. 
So even though I wasn't able to get that outline done and refresh myself by scanning through the novel ahead of time, I had that done. So that was very helpful. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to like go, let's unpack that just a little bit because I wonder if what, what you would have gotten out of it might have been different if you had not prepped your mind with the the listening of the music and like getting back into Jack and Rachel and saying you know, all of those things, getting back into the characters, getting back into the book on an emotional level, and then working on an outline and scanning through the book. I wonder what your notes would have looked like if you would have done it before versus after. So, um, yeah. And I guess with that, I'm saying to have a little grace with yourself too. Life happens, man. Like for, for last week before we got here, I was going to do quite a bit of prep on Wednesday and Thursday nights. Well, two emergencies came up and an emergency came up for my husband on Wednesday. So I was doing homework and, and, and kid things on Wednesday night when I was supposed to be prepping. And then on Thursday, an emergency came up for me. And so husband was working with kids and uh, homework and that sort of thing. And while well, I took care of the emergency. And so all I had was Friday, really. And then the house things that had not been done on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday had to be done. So. So, um, but I have had some really, really great things happen here on this retreat. So creative things happen here on this retreat. And I think that part of that is because I've not, I've not latched on to the guilt and the, and the bitterness even sometimes that I didn't get to do what I wanted to do beforehand. I'm leaving here with something tangible and, and a step forward, even though it's not the four steps forward that I wanted to be um, when I left here. But I'm proud of what has come out of this. And I think that if we can latch on to the, to the good things that happen, uh, then that even opens us up while we're trying to make something beautiful. True. Yeah, so we have that positivity for this positivity. So that was music. Yeah. And we also did, we, we did a little bit of a dance party. <laughs> so, so that was fun. Uh, we got to share different music with each other, things that we really enjoyed and got to share with each other. And um, some of those you know, became inspirational mm -hmm. to the other, um, whether it was for projects for this or for another time. Mm -hmm. um, it was an opportunity to just kind of share some of those, those great uh, musicians and people we enjoy listening to. Um, so that was fun. And plus, I think that just allowing yourself to um, just be in the moment with some music and, yeah. and appreciating the art of other yeah, people. The art of other people. Yeah. yeah. And um, just being silly and dancing, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're middle-aged moms. Like, we don't really do that a lot, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think that, like, the loosening up of the body and the mind at the same time was really beneficial. And I think that's probably what got me to 3 a.m. that first yeah. night. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's better, better than a shot of espresso. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first night we worked until 3 a.m. And then I was like, what am I doing? I'm almost 40. <laughs> oh, I'm, scared. I'm still 21. I anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a baby. Okay. Chicken. <laughs> Sorry. I even have chickens in my backyard, but it's just the fact that like, it's another chicken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. So, yes. So, I think, um, you know, finding something that will just kind of 
stir those creative juices for you? Like, what is your thing for, for both of us? Really, music is a huge thing for both of us. Yes. I think. And I think also sharing the thing that does stir you mm-hmm. uh, with someone else. So uh, I shared some of the shorter lessons with Joy whenever we got here from the Billy Collins Masterclass, and especially the ones where he picked apart, he and Marie Howe picked apart uh, a couple of poems, and it was just really, really good and inspirational, and it was like, wow, yeah, this is why we do the things. This is, yeah. this is it. Yeah, and it was great for me, too, because even though I don't write poetry, um, you know, just anytime you listen to other artists about their art, it inspires you. It, it stirs your own creative juices. Um, and I learn things from them, you know, just about words and about writing. And some of the things that they talked about really helped me in critiquing Lame. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though I may not write poetry very often, I do get to critique her stuff. And so that mm-hmm. helped me, you know, hopefully be able to do that a little better for her. And yeah, just it, it got me all excited about doing all the things and being creative and, and doing my own creative things. So, yeah. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you shared that with me because now I'm like, I want to go and get all of his books and mm-hmm. read all of his poetry because it's so beautiful. Yes. And he's wonderful. He is. He's precious. And Marie Howe, I, I have not read Marie Howe, and I um, got to experience her a little bit through the masterclass because he brought in her as a guest. So Billy Collins brought in Marie Howe as a guest for his masterclass. And now I want all of the Marie Howe stuff. So uh, I feel that. I feel that a lot. (laughs) So Yeah, so don't hold it to yourself. Share it. Share it with your other artist friends. Absolutely. So something that inspires you might inspire someone else. And Mm -hmm. even if you don't think that it might, give it a shot. Just see. Share it. Yeah. And then I think be open for the surprise. So I think the fog was your the, the fog thing was probably a surprise. I, I love thing. The fog. And you know, and I think we've talked about this before, both May and I love to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that we do very often anymore. It's something that we used to do a lot more than we do now. But um, just getting to dip our fingers into another creative medium that we both love um, fuels the creative the other creative. You know, yeah. I think for me, like getting to go out there and just frame some really pretty shots of the beautiful sky and the, um, the mist and the horses and the everything mm-hmm. um, and thinking about all the little details that we were seeing in conjunction with that mist and how it made those things look different. Like those two trees, yes. and like, you yes. know, things like that. When you're doing something like that, that is creative, that transfers into your writing or whatever other creative medium you're doing so yeah the poem that I was writing I was stuck on how to incorporate this particular metaphor into that poem and uh Joy looked out the window and she was like look at the mist and I was like we need shoes (laughs) (laughs) it was literally like that and so we just took a bit of a break and I don't think that I would have found the right places to put that metaphor in the poem if I wouldn't have taken a break and rested my mind and come at it from a different angle. And I think that that's what, um, that's, that's a point in and of itself is that if you are not getting results coming at it straightforward or, you know, with a particular uh, route, then come at it from another angle. Yeah. Like a dance party. party. (laughs) (laughs) Or... Go and chase the will-o'-the-wisp. 
Yeah. And I also think that like just living in the direness of the, of the block too is not helpful. In yeah. the, so con, if we're talking about conjuring creativity, it's about letting go of the, um, of the feeling of the block and just saying, I, I choose not to be, I locked. choose to open up. Yeah. I, I choose to open up and try to find some inspiration in other things. So is that fair? Yes, that is very fair. Um, you know, for me, like there were, there were several times where I kind of got a little stuck and I was like, oh, this is just not happening. And I would either listen to a song that I knew always stirs things, or mm-hmm. I um, went back and read a few paragraphs from Jack's story, mm-hmm. um, reading him speaking in the first book, um, you know, helps me get back to his voice. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. So, yeah. I also loved how you followed inspiration outside of the projects that you had planned to work on. Oh, so you true. made two two different things that you had not planned to, to make. I did, yeah. I, um, here. I wrote a toast, a writer's toast, which you guys, <laughs> um, if you follow us on social media, you'll get to see for New Year's. Mm-hmm. We, we did a little video with it, which is fun. I can't wait to share that. I might um, be wearing this outfit in that video. <laughs> might be. I don't even I might know what be. I was wearing. <laughs> it was late. I was tired. I was happy about the wine. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's one of those things that I always, you know, you go to do a toast and I always want to be that really cool person who can just roll something gorgeous off their tongue, off the cuff, and I'm just not. Apparently, whenever I have a glass in my hand, I just completely forget what words are. <laughs> so it's like, dang it, I want to have a really pretty toast that I can share with writer friends. And so I did, I did, I wrote a little toast. And then I also wrote kind of like a poemish thing. Um, that she I don't, did. I don't she know. wrote a poem. It's amazing. Know. You haven't even read it. You I know it's know. amazing. You wrote it. <laughs> so, oh, so it's amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever see the light of day, but we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. We'll make that happen. We'll see what's going to happen with that, but it's a 21 gun salute to 2020. Which I, doesn't better. that great? Doesn't that need to be out in the world? So, so yeah. we ready for a QWERTY challenge? I think or, so. Was there anything else that we needed to say? I don't think so. I mean, you can conjure creativity. You know, you always hear about writer's block. Yeah, don't and heed I'm, the I'm not excuses. Going to say that it's a lie because I know a lot of people really do say. I'm writer's block whatever Mm -hmm. I would beg to differ that I think that there Mm -hmm. it's not block there's something else going on but I think that using some of the tips and suggestions that we've mentioned Mm -hmm. can help you stir Mm -hmm. up those creative juices and get things flowing yeah and just start with something ease into it from a different perspective do something a little bit different. Do something even outside of your medium. And I, I feel like your brain is a very interesting thing. And that um, it's percolating on what you really want to do while you are working in other areas, too. And sometimes we forget that that's happening. And so we're like, you know, perform, monkey. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't, that that's Stop not. screaming at the- make exactly what you were thinking about making but maybe you make a poem or maybe you make a toast or maybe the poem and the post leads to the thing that you that that key that you needed to unlock the thing that you wanted to make yeah because I mean when you when you 
start being creative, when that starts flowing, it, it's going to continue. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just one of those things. It's contagious. In the best way. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, so challenge. Yes, pretty challenge. So we want you to take notice whenever your creativity um, wakes up and sits up and, and starts noticing things. Whenever that happens, is it a song? Is it uh, a breeze? Is it an animal? Is it another piece of art? Whatever that thing is, start noticing what inspires you, what wakes up your creativity, and whenever you get to a place where you need to make something and you need to conjure creativity, start with that list. Yes. Oh, such a great idea. Love it. <laughs> do that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> All right, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful week. Yes. Yeah. Let's go make something. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think pretty writing life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting partywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.